like an alarm clock's gone off and I've just got to get away, you know? I think it was John Lennon who said, life is what happens when you're making other plans. Although he also said, I'm the walrus, I'm the podcast, so I don't know who to believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Hello and welcome everybody to the sixth and final episode of this series of the One and Blog podcast, a podcast dedicated to discussing and reviewing the UK edition of The Office. My name's James and with me, he doesn't need luck with 71.4% of the population behind him, it's Danny. Even all. And he doesn't do sloppy seconds, it's Jack. That's not offensive, that's my name. <laughs> and actually, Seth isn't here with us today. He does send his apologies. Uh, he's busy at work, apparently. So uh, it was us, you know, even though we're very busy, always got time for our podcast. So, you know. <laughs> we know how many hours he puts in. <laughs> yeah, he seems to forget that. <laughs> so, can you believe it, guys? Five episodes done, final yeah. episode of the series. Yep, and of course we've got a whole new series to come. See, it's weird, I've been trying to not watch any of Series 2. I mean, since we've been doing yeah, this yeah, podcast, so this has been almost two months of our lives now, maybe more. Yeah. And I haven't watched any of Series 2, so I'm trying to look at it from just from the, the perspective yeah, yeah. of someone coming into it completely fresh. And I've actually forgotten some of the stuff in Series 2, at least I think I have, because I've got a perception in my mind of what David is, and it doesn't quite fit with the previous conce conception I had of him. Yeah, now we've got to the end of the series... He's a lot less sympathetic than I remember because I always liked Brent and I always mm. thought when people said, oh, he's, he's the boss from hell, I always thought, well, no, he makes awkward jokes. He acts stupid. He makes an idiot of himself. But in general, what's like, you know, he doesn't do anything wrong to his employees. So the fact that yeah. he makes awkward jokes and he makes everyone feel a bit awkward, well, how does that make him the boss from hell? But watching back this first series, mm. the things he's been, the, the, the seedy way he acted in series five towards Karen. Episode the, five, yeah, 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 I agree. The, pro, the, the, the pranks he plays on Dawn in, in episode one, you mm. think, actually, he is. The way he reacts in yeah. episode two with the whole sexism thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, fact, yeah. he probably balances out, and if not, balanced actually it's probably more on the, the side of seedy and, and inappropriate and, and actually not and a nice being, boss at this yeah, point yeah and being the boss from hell yeah he is kind of just because a, yeah. a, a lot more unsympathetic than i remember he kind of what he needs guys is a foil someone to play off someone mm. for him someone someone to react against but we can feel so we can make well, feel sorry for him when's that gonna the stage happen, itself well, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we do have finchie in series one to an extent to i an think extent, i think yeah. finchie makes us feel sorry for brent to an extent but then when you've got neil and finchie that's when it really becomes, you know, Brent mm. is up against it. In yeah. series two, he gets brutally stripped down, yeah. and then for he becomes a sympathetic character. Yeah, well, I say the most, the, the, the most sympathetic point we have, and the most, uh, I suppose, the, the when we feel the most for David Brent, and when we accept him the most, is when he's really downtrodden against Finchie in the quiz, isn't it? Mm. So actually, when he's the underdog, really fighting for his life, that's when we we go for him and look out and look out for him. So that's no wonder it feels more comfortable in series two. And I wonder if, yeah, if if Merchant and Gervais did take a look, I mean obviously they would have taken a break after after series one aired before they started writing series two but I wonder if they looked back at it and thought actually that works that mm. quiz episode where there is an antagonist to Brent even if Brent doesn't see realise that Finchie is an antagonist to him I wonder if they thought actually we need that I'd hope so because actually I can't uh, it's really hard for me to think about what they must have been thinking to just have one series because yeah, that yeah, means yeah. they would have been happy to leave it as it is now or rather as it is at the end of this episode well you can kind of tell because the little um, it, it does wrap up a bit and especially Brent's final talking head at the end of it if, yeah. that, if that was the last thing that you heard from the office that kind of like I think that would have summed up their, their, it would their, have their, their thesis yeah. and, their, and their conclusion 
had it not gone on any further. But there's also, there's also these little dangling threads they leave as well, clearly. Just yeah, of course. That's, that's naturally, they do that so that they've got the door open for the second series yeah, yeah. and it's enjoyable. But I can't feel, I don't feel like I would have, I would like David Brennan there for The Office as much as I do now without the second series. It's just, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The second series makes it, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I, and I think, obviously, when they made the first series, they didn't know whether or not they were going to get a second series, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's So, what I mean. yeah, they had to make it conclusive, but still leave the door open. Well, it is yeah. series two that put the show on the map, because, yeah, in, what was it, October 2001, once the last, once episode six of... Um, it was, yeah, the low first effect. series had aired, it was getting low ratings, mm. the critics liked it, but it wasn't a guarantee that it was going to come back for series one. It was only when series one was released on DVD and... Fans, well, fans would watch possibly VHS, VHS, VHS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and fans who had watched it on TV kind of recommended to their friends, you know, and, and the buzz was able to build before series two, but it really it was series two where it really took off. And the point we're at is when it aired in series in two thousand and one on at the end of series one. Yeah, there was no guarantee that the show was going to last more than one series. It might have been just a one-series wonder that mm-hmm. you know pe- people like us would look back and watched it on TV at the time as it aired, look, would look back and say, yeah, that, that was a shame that that had to end there. Yeah. But luckily it didn't end now, you know. Yeah. Oh, should we do a synopsis? Have we got a synopsis? I don't know what happens. Well, should we, we said that for two weeks in a row. I reckon we this should is, do a synopsis. This is the episode where David Brent gets offered <coughs> the position... Of UK manager. Basically, this is the episode based where, on factors where he hopes firmly that they won't remember, but they do remember. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're doing an advert. Maybe we could get Dan to do, do the remember. do the advert this week. Shall I read? Shall I read what the IMDb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's have it. Okay, IMDb says. Oh, it's quite long actually, isn't it? This, this is why I didn't do it last yeah, week. Yeah, it's bollocks. The last one was too... We can just make yeah, it up. We, we know what we're got, doing. <laughs> looking looking through series one, it's gone from being like two sentences each to the last two are like. Yeah. A whole paragraph. More, yeah, more okay. text, so more fun. Yeah. So basically, yeah, this this is where, obviously, being the last episode of the series, all of the storylines kind of come together, especially the redundancies one. We finally find out, Jennifer comes in and visits David, and finally, we finally find out who's going to downsize, who's going to, which which branch Swindon or Slough is going to take in all the others. Yeah. Brent is offered a job as UK manager, and... <sighs> Then at the end of the, at the end of the episode in the in the um, end of the financial year party, yeah. we find out his decision. Are you reading this? No, no. Okay. <laughs> Put it down there if it's obvious. But is it his decision? Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, exactly. This is a little cliffhanger for anyone who hasn't watched it and is now listening to us tell you about it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is another reason you shouldn't do synopsis, really, because if yeah, anybody, but, oh come on, is anyone seriously listening to this that hasn't watched it at least two hundred times? Maybe so, we're so maybe. good at giving him the experience of watching The Office. <laughs> yeah, it would be like it would be like flying in a wingsuit before you've done a skydive. I bet you at least no, one I mean, person listening is listening this. who's never. <laughs> it would literally be like that. <laughs> It would be flying a wingsuit before you've done a skydive, listening to this blog before watching it. Come on. Yeah, can I say, if anyone is doing that and is listening to this before they watch The Office, what are you doing? Yeah, turn yeah. This well, off, well, turn this off and go and watch it. Yeah, yeah. Watch it, might, it at least 20 times. Even if you're in your car or something, but what if just it's, listening to the audio. Listen to the audio of a real episode. Don't. But what if it's one of us? What, sorry, what if one of us. What if it's one of our family members or something that hasn't seen The Office or one of your friends? I well, tell them to watch The Office first. They've all got Netflix. Well. I tell you what, my mum did listen to like 15 minutes of the first episode. Didn't know what it was. Just out of support for me. Yeah, I didn't. I think just turned off. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, oh, well, in that case, so, we don't so need did, a synopsis then. So, so did my dad, and he's watched The Office. So, well, yeah. well, you know, that's that's, yeah. he used to do the same at your school plays, though, Danny. Yeah, didn't exactly. <laughs> 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 you might as well. You've got on the plane. Yeah. Right.
Okay, so this uh, episode starts pretty much the same way as the first episode started, in fact. We've got David Brent sitting there at his chair, we think it's a talking head, and then obviously the camera zooms out, and it, like it had in the first episode, we've got... I'm just going to call him Jeff. Jeff from Peep From Peep Show, Show yeah. yeah. We've got Jeff getting fired. This is the hardest part of David's job, and we lead into that conversation. Well, actually, it's, it's, it, I mean, and it's great that this episode has come full circle with the first scene of the first episode, mm. but... If you remember, the first scene of the first episode, we don't actually see Jeff's face, we just see the back of his head. So... Is that true? Yeah, it's true, it's true. And Gervais has, has confirmed that it's supposed to be the same character. Yeah, yeah, But we is, don't know really. that for a fact. All and right, probably, right. yeah, and, and of course he's the one getting made redundant because he's not even got a blooming qualification. Oh, exactly! He's getting, so, why, so actually, why, is he, why is he so angry? I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say that. David got him the job in the first place, you know, you know incorrectly, because he hasn't, as you say, he hasn't even got a licence to do it. <laughs> so that's why Anton's allowed it in front of him. Why should he assume Anton should go before him? He hasn't even got a bloody licence. Exactly, it's been quite cheeky, really. Very cheeky. getting angry. But at the same time, David... <laughs> has been a bit of an idiot by getting in the job well when he's yeah. unqualified can I just say on this scene right the thing about I love about this scene is not only that first of all you think it's a one on a talking head then yeah. it then the camera pulls back and you see that it's actually he's talking to somebody yeah and then like that is it an IT guy pops his head up and actually realizes it's actually a three-way conversation yes or is it Gareth no no no, no. Well, and Gareth, then Gareth then as well and then yeah. Gareth again so the, the ca it's all down to the camera work because if you just looked at the dialogue in this scene and read it from a script actually it would sound fine it just yeah, feels yeah, like they're all yeah. in the same room but the way that the camera does the reveals on the different characters just makes it four times as funny yeah why is it why <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gareth exactly. Into that. <laughs> and, and Gareth, Gareth wants to know what an elf is, and then the IT guy wants to know what a goblin is. How long oh, are you going to be, mate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, he's so gormless, isn't he? And I feel like, yeah, he, he just. Oh, it's so good. Either the way, fact, he just pops the fact up. That this guy is having his kind of livelihood taken away from yeah. him. Yeah. And Brent and did Gareth just get distracted and distract him as well. Yeah. And Brent's allowing goblins it. and elves. Yeah, it's brilliant. And speaking of the episode going full circle. That Anton is Anton is mentioned in the first episode as well. Is it the first of, episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. Garrett mentions him. Yeah, so, you know, correct. he's a lovely so, bloke, but should he be working in the warehouse? Speaking of redundancies, it's hilarious. But Brent is this is the only redundancy we see him making, isn't it? And he's yeah. doing it with like in the thirteenth oh, so hour, awkward. the very last minute, like half an hour or an hour or something before Jennifer comes in that day. But also, he's laying someone off just so he can say, "Yeah, I made off, I made redundancies." But he also he does it like. And he's making jokes as he's doing it, as though he thinks this guy is actually gonna. He's such a great comedian that this actually this guy yeah, is gonna yeah. laugh. You're one of the lucky ones, as I see it. Yeah, exactly. And then looks at the camera. So it just thinks, which, which oh. is also his reaction to his own redundancy later. He goes, well, you know, in a way, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. But there is people in. The, I mean, we might get onto this later in the episode. But there is, we see people specifically Tim and Dawn who welcome who, who seem like they're welcoming the, pro yeah, oh yeah. the prospect of redundancy. They oh yeah, it's yeah. very they common. They see it as a silver lining. So yeah, it's very common. A lot of people hold out for it. And there's probably other people. That, you, I mean, you leave your job, no questions asked, get a bit of money. So yeah, if, exactly. if you really don't like your job, it's a pretty sweet scenario, really. Clearly, redundancy. There, is, like, there is people who look nervous about it because there's that whole there's that whole group well, yeah, gathering around to, to find out whether they're going to get. Well, actually, that, that's the subject of Dawn's talking head isn't it and we, I mean she turns around and she says actually she'd love to be made redundant because she knows better than anybody that she needs a kick up her ass to get her to, to go off and move on well, yeah. she even she, you know we last episode we talked about how Tim can only do something off of somebody else's steam but she's the same so D Tim's reacted off of her steam says he's going to quit and now she's feeding back off him and saying you know what Tim says it's better to be at the bottom of a ladder you want to climb than halfway up when you don't well they're inspiring each other without realising yeah exactly like you said yeah Tim was inspired by Dawn to quit, and now Dawn's been inspired by Tim to kind of welcome redundancy. So yeah, mm. it's, it's that kind of uh, simpatico kind of, without them even both realising it. Obviously she's talking about her career, but if you were to swap the word job for boyfriend, it could just as easily yeah. apply. Because yeah, yeah, she yeah. talks about treading water and waking up in five years to think, oh shit, I did it again. She could just as easily be talking about Lee in that. 
Well, yeah. and I think that's that's probably deliberate, really, isn't it? Like, and there's people, yeah, there is people like Dawn who kind of just everything in their life is just a matter of settling. Mm, job, of course, boyfriend, everything, where they live, the town they're living in. You know, I don't think there's it. much in this that is accidental, to be honest. And I think you're right; it is obviously deliberate. It's so, but it's but it's it's but it's it te- it tethers together so well. Yeah, is what so, is the point I, I guess it's I'm making? So exactly, kind of like wired to to by Gervais and Merchant in the script script mm. wise to kind of yeah just fit together perfectly. Those are the more important practical things. What, what, what that's a quote. That's a quote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that, See, I'm wise to him now. You know, I know that, what he's like. That, that, that could be a repertoire. You know, the more important practical things. Everything's always about the most important practical thing. Well, yeah, yeah. You so, know, yeah. to make life easy. Yeah. Not a life you want. You know. Okay, so the, life that's easy. So this. Commas. So we next have a shot of the office, a shot of Tim, and then enter the caretaker. Oh, what yes. an amazing piece of camera. I love how he just wanders in Steven and just Merchant's stops. Dad. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Ron Merchant. Yeah, Steven Merchant's dad, yeah, Ron Merchant. It's so good. Close personal friend of yours, James. Well, yeah, I'll tell you about that. <laughs> so this, well, I don't know about friend. So basically, we did a quiz a few years ago. Uh, again, in Brixton, we mentioned it in the last podcast. But I was getting some really obscure autographs from all the cast. So um, I sent a letter using a address that I found online using clues from the XFM podcast if anyone's listened to that <laughs> and sent a letter to Mr. Ron Merchant who was kind enough to reply with an autograph and a personalised letter telling me that I'm the only member of his fan club and uh, yeah really sweet little letter there from Mr. Merchant but I bet he's been maybe not having letters or emails written to him but I bet he's been stopped on the street before possibly yeah, people, like people with bags of toilet roll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was really sweet him, and he was like oh, can I help you it was really sweet it was a handwritten letter and he'd cut out um, a piece of p- cardboard from a corner flakes box to put it to put the paper on oh, okay, so yeah, that yeah. it didn't bend, so it did bend. <laughs> yeah <laughs> really really sweet yeah. Yeah, yeah even though Sam's gone Hollywood yeah but again reoccurring character there uh, yeah, he fantastic up, he turns up in the party at the end of the episode yeah well. and he's also I think there's a scene where Neil sort of spots him and he does the double take oh, yeah, as to yeah, why yeah, he's he looking at the camera in, he turns up in series two as so well. good so next we've got David Brent taking Karen for a tour around the office obviously she joined the company last episode and before her second day, she's seen Brent in his most outrageous state. Yeah, it's hilarious to, to watch this tour and, and think about what happened in the Chasers oh. episode and just think about what must Karen be thinking. Yeah, Brent, exactly. Brent, Brent's taking her around, he's making jokes, he's pointing at Mr. Wazzo. He doesn't seem to have any kind of... Uh, yeah, yeah, he's reset. He doesn't care. He, like, um, he doesn't forget it or he just... And this is so normal to him, he doesn't think that anyone else would care. But... You can, I mean, Karen must be thinking, oh, man. what have I got into here? In isolation, this episode doesn't seem that bad, That him showing her around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the context of the night before, it's horrific, isn't it? You can, yeah. I mean, like, literally, probably, what, uh, 15 hours ago? Yeah. He was saying, not up the arse, <laughs> nodding his head. Do, do you reckon this is literally the night after? Well, maybe not, maybe I not. I mean, when, he had, she had to hand him a notice, right? She had to work out a notice, so maybe it's like a couple of weeks Oh, later. that's true. Yeah, no, no, yeah, of course, that's right, yeah. yeah. yeah very observant. there's a gap of a few weeks between each well, episode in the world of The Office. Yeah, probably, yeah. January 2001. Which, which again goes to Stitch How do you know yeah, that? It, well, that's what, it, in the Christmas special, it says in January 2001, oh, we travel to... Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and this is the end of the financial year. Yeah, well, so we, six, don't know when the, we don't know when their financial year runs from, do we? Well, April, any, I assume. No? Yeah, probably April, yeah. It could be April, could be December. You oh. can have whatever financial year you want. Danny's an insight insight from Danny there, isn't it? A, <laughs> a professional <laughs> accountant. The tax year will be April, so we'll, we'll, we'll say it's probably April. It's, it's, it's funny watching this Brent Karen tour and Brent's showing Karen around the office, knowing that 
he's going to have there's, there's the potential that half the people are going to be going soon there's going to be redundancies made soon mm. and he's made her quit her last job he's yeah that's pro- so true he's, he's given her his job that. he's promised her his job he said work out you know it's your last job leave that job we've got a job for you here mm. knowing that probably in, in a week mm. or so she's going to have to leave anyway that's, that's and really that, goes, that goes to show where his real loyalty how is selfish like, is that and yeah what he thinks of family really and he even denies knowing who she is yeah who's that who's she who's she just because he wanted a reception just because he didn't want to do his own filing for a yeah, well, that's more the point, well, isn't yeah. it? She'll bond the place up. Be there. Yeah, exactly. Of course, as he's showing Karen round, who is there in the shadows waiting to pounce? Our favourite character of all, uh, Malcolm. Malcolm. Oh yeah, yeah. And right in front of her, he says, "Why are you, you know, well, why yeah. are you hiring new people when we're getting rid of people?" To be fair to Malcolm, that is a fair Which question. Is a fair question. He's always there. Well, this is his swan song, isn't it? So we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, Malcolm. Yeah, that's true. This is his final <laughs> goodbye. For a final time. Well, we'll come back on to Malcolm later because okay, I think yeah. he's a piece of work later on. Uh, and this scene obviously sets up the the fact that Jennifer's coming in today to to talk about redundancy so now this is it we know I mean not we probably could have guessed anyway but final episode of the series yep. we're gonna we're gonna at some, later on in the episode we're gonna finally end this this, this hanging question Full circle. of what's happening with the redundancies it's the story it's the story that's run through the whole series yep. and we know that Jennifer's coming in that day to finally announce it so they'd be a lot happier if they knew they had jobs <laughs> arsehole <laughs> fucking Malcolm <laughs> so anyway as part of Brent walking around with um, Karen he basically Gives her the heads up. You know what? Tim's not feeling great at the moment. He's thinking about quitting. I'm going to have a chat with him. I'm going to make him feel better. Watch and learn. And then uh, brings uh, Tim into the meeting room and always start with a joke. (laughs) (laughs) he he feels like he's passing he's going to pass on his little gems of wisdom yeah like she's his padawan a great great people person to to Karen like just in case you know maybe he's going to be in his job one day imagine what he would if he seriously thinks that she's taking notes on this so that she can one day have a conversation with one of her staff who are about to leave and imagine her doing that kind of a joke with them well that's what he wants uh, we find out at the end of the episode as well that's kind of what Brent has in mind like he just wants to disperse little pearls of wisdom yeah, yeah, yeah. he's gone he's, he feels like he's such like a uh, kind of like a, a, a deity like a kind yeah, of yeah, like a sage, character yeah. a sage yeah that like when I'm gone I'll have dropped out these little pearls yeah. of wisdom so and hopefully remember to thank me they'll remember to thank me yeah. exactly <laughs> what I was just about to say exactly what we've been doing we've been, we've been doing this for too long together Jack we're starting to sync up <laughs> and of course we can tell we can tell already that Karen Roper is regretting her decision to take this job because when Tim is saying all the negative things about the job, she oh. is enthusiastically joining in, and David's friend so just crumbles. Well, he, he I can't love that. stand it, and he just he just loses it, doesn't he? Well, because the yeah. thing is, he, he he talks to Tim, and it's again, it's all performative. But he, but he talks to Tim as though, you know what? Talk to me. You can talk to me about anything. I'm your manager, but I'm also your friend. And then as soon as Tim starts talking and says something even remotely negative about the job, yeah, he starts instantly to take offence. And then obviously Karen's heard David say he can talk to him about anything, so she thinks, well, why not? I can say something too yeah. and the little sly look to, from David that sort of thinks oh. well you know what it is I'm going to take over Seth's uh, pro- uh, philosophical bread corner here oh. it's he w- whenever someone insults the job or insults Wernham Hogg uh, he, he feels like it's an attack on himself yes. when, Seth, when Tim's talking about how he doesn't want to be stuck there forever and he doesn't want to kind of be doing nothing with his life Brent feels like if you're like you know that's me you're talking about yeah 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 so if you what you're imagining yourself Tim being in 30 years is me so if you don't like that then that means that's you don't true. like me so I've got to def- I've got to make sure 
So he's kind of, I think he feels like he's got to defend himself against what he considers a personal attack. But also don't forget, David holds Tim in really high esteem. Of all the people, we've talked about this before, that he would love to have as a laughing audience, it's Tim. Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah, he cares yeah. a great deal about what I Tim think, thinks. Yeah, he, if this was Gareth saying to him this to David, he would probably just say, oh, shut up, Gareth. Yeah. You know, but actually he really genuinely cares what Tim has to say. He so actually yeah, he's probably he not. <laughs> the thing I love with this scene with Tim talking to David about leaving is the fact that Karen's taking notes. Yeah. And obviously when David's, all David's really interesting is trying to get the minutes right. So yeah, he, yeah, you know, yeah. what kind of a boss would you say I am? Good boss, put good. Put Especially good. when he's being uh, praised. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the funny thing about it is because obviously he wants to get down all the praise, but then as soon as he said, oh, you asked uh, Dawn out, put friend, put friend, yeah, put yeah, friend yeah. Tim. It's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, and that yeah, genuinely yeah. is one of those yeah. things and it's just a really good gag. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not awkward. It's not anything. It's just, it's just genuinely funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's another example of Tim kind of taking on Brent's persona. Yeah, that's so yeah. true. Yeah, you mentioned that in the last one. Which he did in the last episode and he definitely does at the end of this episode but it kind of is it, it's sneaking in isn't it it's yeah. like it's cre- creeping up yeah on at him. first brent's the one that's caring about what karen's <laughs> right down friend. yeah <laughs> and then but two ones do as well yeah just to get the record straight and then we cut to a talking head from tim when he talks about um what does he talk about life's what happened when you're making other plans there he's you go. talking about yeah he's just john talk, lennon he's talking about he's basically laying out i guess probably gervais and merchant's philosophy on not necessarily doing office work, because as we said, nothing wrong with office work, but just kind of doing something that you don't love. And if you don't love your, the off, this office job, don't do But this, this is the epiphany we've been begging for from Tim. Do you know what well, I mean? Yeah, we've been, yeah, yeah. We, we are yeah, absolutely yeah. elated to be hearing him talking like this. And, but and, then he just, he spoils it. Well, yeah, it, but at this it, moment it he hasn't. So yeah, when yeah, yeah, as you're watching it, Danny, at this moment you don't realise it's going to spoil it. In fact, you could Danny head in I do. I do realise. I always, I never... Well, at the time, when you first watched it, you're telling me you didn't think that Tim was going to... Especially leave. thinking this might be the last episode of The Office we yeah, ever seen. Before you ever knew there was going to be a Series 2. Because obviously, yeah, if he had left at the end of his episode, it actually left, then we'd have a Series 2 about Tim. And that kind of... Even though Brent is the main character, you can't yeah. imagine it. So there would be yeah. no, you couldn't have a series. I was, him. I was crushed by the end of by Tim at the end of this episode. To What's be honest, saying? yeah, yeah, I was crushed. I, I was as well. And actually, that that music that's playing at the time is it resonates with me as quite a sad song yeah, as well because of it. So perfect. Oh, uh, we'll, yeah, I'm sure we'll come on to that. Yeah, I'm not in love. Well, yeah, and the reason why Tim is is feeling so shit and wanting to leave mm. walks by him in the next scene, and, yeah. and and kind of, and we're reminded of just. A, 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 Tim and Dawn's relationship still hasn't recovered from him asking her out. It's still so awkward. That that, that, mm. that training episode where he where he asked her out has 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 left such like a scorched earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a really good way of <laughs> the, describing it. The, yeah, the, it's still so. So, and we've only known them for six episodes, and, for, we've only, and they were only, we only saw them being unawkward with each other for like three of those episodes. Yeah, and so like half the time we've known them, there's just been this kind of like awkwardness between them. But 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 they were so their relationship was so well written in that first half. That we feel we're, more, we're well, mourning that loss. Was it though? This is the thing. The, what's the vibe in the second half? <laughs> so <laughs> quotes and quotes and quotes. But the thing is, was it though? Because don't forget, we're looking back on these episodes having no. We know how it ends. So actually, if we were just up to episode six and we didn't know anything about series two and didn't know anything about yeah. the Christmas specials, would we still think of them as that special? Or would we just think of it as a casual flirtation Maybe that not, went wrong? But. but. It was, it was, as Tim says later, a ray of sunshine in in amongst the cringiness and the awkward humour. Just seeing yeah. Tim and Dawn genuinely getting on and liking each other and making them laugh and actually being friends. Yeah, I absolutely so, agree. I mean, we did say in the beginning, didn't we, they're Ross and Rachel from the UK. Yeah, 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 yeah. But again, they're Ross and Rachel because of the journey they've been on. I mean, on. and even if it wasn't a, ro- a romantic thing, it could have just been like a, an extra Andy Milman and Maggie, just like a platonic thing, but it's still just nice to see, mm. isn't it? It's nice to see people getting on. <laughs> This has been imposed upon me. This has been imposed upon me. Here we go. It's D Day. Here comes the big. 
the big moment, yeah. what it's all been building towards. So you see Jennifer walk into the office and all the staff are sort of getting antsy when she walks in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she walks in and sits David down and says, she's been made into a partner and now suddenly there's a, a gap to be filled. But yes. then the board have had a vote and have voted five to two in favor of David taking the job. Yeah. So what do we think of that? This is prime. Yeah. Evidence. What are we going to say? Yes. Stitch, stitch up, up corner. corner. Stitch up corner. Stitch up. It was a stitch up. <laughs> there we go. We haven't had this for ages, but I might have missed stitch up corner. The fact that five out of seven, you know, 71% of the board wanted David Brent over Neil tells, suggests to me. To be the been UK manager, up. let's not forget. Suggests to me that he's been stitched up because. Well, that's only two branches. Yeah. If based, obviously, based on what we see of David in this series, you'd never give him that job. Yeah. But, well, uh, it's, you know, he increased turnover by 17.5% without losing a single member of staff. In the past, he's clearly been successful at his job. I mean, yeah, I guess the question the question is, why else would they vote? It's hard to argue, I isn't think, it? Again, it is hard. Yeah, it's partly because Neil's young, maybe young, maybe a bit new, maybe he's only been in the job I mean, a year or two. I have heard, I can't remember where I read this, and maybe it wasn't even in relation to the office, but there are situations where um, people get promoted or given promotions as a way of kind of getting them out of harm's way. Yes. It's possible that the board were thinking, David's a disaster. We don't want to have to, for whatever reason, we want to keep him around. I don't know. We don't want to have well, to that's, that's, We know yeah. that he's going to sue us for 40, 42,000 pounds if, no. if we fire him. I don't know what's going to happen. But that's the rub, isn't it? You can't, they have to have that reason. Without that, there's well, a exactly. plot hole, doesn't it? It doesn't so, make sense. They, maybe they thought, just promote him. He's going to be doing just floating around like what Neil does in series two is that what Brent would have so been Brent doing? would have been yeah exactly so yeah. Brent would have been and doing all that all he's doing really is floating around going to meetings you know and and it's neat and it's the person that stays in the office but would have which in this case had had Brent taken the board's job been Neil who's actually getting his hands dirty and actually doing making yeah. all the, the with the starving ship, kids on the course yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Brent by being voted seven to two to be the UK manager, it's kind of a just pulling him out of harm's way. They're kind of putting him, putting aside. See, I don't like that. I, I think you're buying into the BBC's bollocks. I think he is genuinely. <laughs> this is my favourite evidence for Stitch Up Corner. It is what it is. They've got yeah. a perfect opportunity. If they wanted to cut the fat and get rid of him, then they could. They've chosen not to. I mean, it might have been, you know, um, sped up by the fact that Jennifer's been made into a partner. But then you maybe you question why that's happened. But ultimately, David's won here. Stitch Up swing on to for me. I'm back to Stitch Up. I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm marginal stitch up. Yeah. I mean, this is big evidence. That, I mean, there's no other way to say it. I'm, I always stand by the fact, though, that had Brent, Brent gave them the evidence to turn into yeah. into a... Uh, there's your evidence. <laughs> like Seth with his Carmageddon nonsense. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, If he, <laughs> if he hadn't headbutted a woman, or and if, if he hadn't, you know, uh, what else? Well, I mean, God, all, yeah, the embarrassing, all the embarrassing things we've seen him who do. Who doesn't? Who doesn't make a mistake? Like, who doesn't do something stupid like, you know, have like you, that every now and then? You probably have, but I've never done. <laughs> if I was having cameras following me around, I wouldn't. Oh, I, doesn't I, I don't think I'd give them as much evidence. Oh, I probably would. I Honestly, I, you, you think you don't know? man because yeah you know yeah that's true it's the way that they shoot it and the way that they cut it because you know and also having the cameras might make you more nervous and more likely to do something stupid like that well that's definitely true yeah i can imagine yeah. that I was, I was at a job interview once and I stood up and hit my head on a great big light. That was, that was, my, that was my introduction. Did you that was my, no, that was my introduction to the person interviewing me. We all, do, we all do stupid things. Hold on a minute, say that again. There you said this, that there really this, quickly. There was this massive, massive, really heavy light and I just stood up to shake hands the interview and literally just smacked my head on it and just like yelled in You pain. are quite tall. You're deceptively tall, Danny. I was yeah. when you walked in today. Every day, I always remember you like being my height but you're actually deceptively tall. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I love the fact that when he's told about being given the job, 
He gives little, when Jennifer turns away, he gives little thumbs up to the camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's the, the camera, and I bet the camera, the cameraman behind it, are probably like. Do you I bet, yeah, I bet he's quite chummy with him. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. They're following around all day, aren't they? Well, the and they obviously have to butter him up, even if they think he's a plonker. They have to butter him up and make him feel like, yeah, you know, so that he will give them a bit on camera. So I bet he's probably thinking, right. That's a really good point. Result, we we we're good mates. Like the first person he looks to to celebrate when he's given this great job is the camera, and and yeah. by extension the cameraman to give a little thumbs up. Because if the bloke behind the camera was deadpan, you yeah. wouldn't get any of this. Well, no, exactly. Yeah. So knowing how these things work, yeah, the, cam- the bloke behind the camera would be good cop. Him up all day. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Brent lulled into a false sense of security thinks, oh, wicked. He gives yeah, a, yeah, he yeah. Gives a little thumbs up to his mate behind the camera. Yeah. That's so true. I don't and think... it's quite sweet as well. And you, you feel sorry for him. So. Jennifer leaves the building and once again he reiterates that he doesn't know who the girl is at reception and um, just and he does it with just this sort of shrug doesn't he this silly little shrug and then it's, it's one of the all time classic scenes next yeah so this is when he walks back to his office and all the, the, the staff start to surround him yeah so we've seen everyone and this and, and Jennifer coming in before yeah was it, it was so well built up like this kind of it was like Darth, yeah. like Darth Vader on the death star yeah, yeah, yeah. towards the office. Well built up. Um, <laughs> most, of it's, most, of it's all, most of it's all muscle, isn't it? <laughs> They're so obscure, these clothes, Danny. It just blows my mind how you your mind still recognise them. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, that's true. I don't know who's more mental. It takes me a second. I go, I go right, that must be a quote. If he said yeah. that, it must be a quote. And then I, dead, I have to suddenly try to remember what it must be from. <laughs> but what was I going to take? We've seen all the, all the, all the Wernham Hog employees um, nervously kind of waiting around. Mm. So when Brent, when Jennifer leaves and Brent walks out, yeah, they all kind of gather around like you're saying, yeah. And so Malcolm walks over and says, what's the damage? And um, Brent says, it's complicated, it's complicated. And just closes the door. And, and of I course, love how Malcolm's obviously kind of, he's either been nominated or it's just unspoken. He's kind oh, of, he's taken it upon himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. He's, he's kind of, he looks, he's obviously the, uh, what's the <clears throat> statesman, isn't he? So yeah, it's 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 his job to kind of to to force David to talk about yeah, it straight away, and he I does mean, have to force him. He, he can see everyone <clears throat> gathering around, and he just goes gather around, yeah. And he, he, <laughs> and he just goes back in his office and closes the door, and Malcolm has to knock on the door to get him out. So then, this is possibly one of the most iconic scenes. I think you've already agreed. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, so yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. So he brings everybody over, and he says, "Right, I've got some good news and some bad news." And as soon as he says that, we know what's going to happen. And yeah. obviously, you're thinking that's the worst way to open up yeah. this conversation, David. And he starts with, he thinks he's doing him a favour, he starts with the bad news, obviously. Yeah, as you do. Which only leads to the conversation having to end with him talking about his promotion, yeah. which obviously they don't want to hear this. And this scene, yeah, so he goes, and, and as Malcolm says, There's no good news, David, it's only bad news and irrelevant news. Bad news and irrelevant news is one of those iconic quotes that you can just fit into any conversation. If you're an office yeah. man, you can get it in there. And then he says, I think a promotion is generally considered good news. And he winks at the camera. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what? the other thing is when... Um, He's so oblivious, isn't he? Oh, yeah, and he, and he goes round to everybody and he says, oh, come on, you're not going to lose your jobs. Right, you're not going to lose your job. You're not going to lose your and job. he walks past Malcolm. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you're not going to lose your yeah, job. Yeah. <laughs> and you see Malcolm's head just drop, like, yeah, well, yeah, serves you right, mate. But yeah. yeah and mean, you know what, he's right, because Malcolm doesn't come back. But the funny thing about this is he yeah. does have at least some kind of sense of what's acceptable to say. So he can read the room a little bit, because at one point he says... You know, there's only seven people on the board. Yeah, but, but he, you know, but he thinks, but he thinks yeah. better of it. That's the first time he sort of has a filter and thinks, no, yeah. I won't say that. I, I, that's a bit silly. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just goes back into his office and lets the rumor mill kick back in and the panic set in. 
And we get these kind of little, then we get these little talking heads, don't we, of, of the staff we have Yeah, seen. brilliant. Like, um, who, who, well, who I'm, I'm reading again the script book here, and it says employee one, employee two, and employee three. So yeah. Christ, only one Christ of those, knows. There's definitely that, that woman that says wanker. Yeah, yeah, she's the one that had no shopping. And she's not back in, oh, that's true, yeah. And she's not back in series two. No, 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 no. Sold her down the river. Uh, who's the other bloke? Oh, the, blo- the other bloke is back in series two, and he's the one that has his, his pants when we pulled yeah, that's down. What I mean. yeah, 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 What's yeah, his yeah, name? Yeah. I can't remember. My kids are going to see those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also the one that wouldn't mind disappearing up her tunnel. Yes. And, well, in, yeah. and in the party at the end of uh, this episode. Looks like he's going to be sick, doesn't he? He's, he's trying to grab this. He's, oh, yeah. so he's trying to grab her arm. I thought you were going to talk about a different scene when Malcolm and um, David Brent are in the hallway, and he runs past oh, like, does he? I don't like he's going to be sick in the toilet. I swear. Yeah, it's really funny. We'll talk about that. It's quite a nice little character. Actually. You might try and find out who he is. He and is. Get in touch and, with him. And yeah, before we started doing this podcast, I only remembered him from the scene. My kids are going to see. <laughs> My kids are going to see that. Yeah. He's he's always getting himself into situations where if his wife watches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's actually Making quite a cool little side character. Grabbing, in a way. grabbing that woman's. What's arm? his name? Hang on, hang on. Well, he's just employee too. He's on there. No, 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 no. But we must have a name for him. Surely, surely, surely. Oh fuck it! I can't be bothered. Let's just carry yeah, on. Thinking about it, yeah. But he's where my kids are going to. All right. So we have two, th- three talking heads from random members of staff. God knows who they are. And then we cut to Gareth's talking head. And I can't. What is it? What does it say? David oh. Brent's leaving. Oh yeah, David Brent's leaving. But that, but that is just classic. The next scene when I talk about the damn busters and. Yeah. All right. I know why I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I in context, yeah. It's not racist. What did you say? Oh, sorry. It's from the 1940s before racism was bad. Oh, the, so. dog, the dog from Dad Busters. Don't keep saying it. So, but Gareth goes in. <laughs> Gareth goes in to see Brent and kind of find out what's going on to confront him about why he's leaving. The old team on the scrap heap. That's what he says. Yes. And it's Gareth, the- Gareth crying. Obviously, we haven't seen Gareth this vulnerable before. We said he was a vulnerable character. We haven't seen him this vulnerable before. And there's so many of these people in in general work life that sort of. They, they, they sort of hitch their wagon to a successful person yeah. and they sort of they their career is living in the shadow of the other and if one does really well then b- b- by definition the other does really well yeah. so he thinks that oh well David's got this promotion can I come with you can you take me under your wing and, and we'll both go off together and suddenly he realises actually he's going to get let down here well this is the thing about Gareth I mean he obviously we, we spoke about his port and he's he, he's he's an idiot and he's a, a plonker and he's an arsehole <laughs> but <laughs> I don't slag him off. <laughs> no, but it's hard not to feel sorry for him because you just see that in his mind he's got a specific um, set of rules. He's he's a TA man. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's told what to do. Even when he's pissing around doing his invest his investigation and his in doing his quizzes, it's because he's been told to by by the top, right? So he he in his mind the rules of the world are you you work hard, you obey the rules. And eventually, good things will happen to you. But, but it never quite works yeah. out for him. And you do and all then, that only for women yeah, exactly, and children and exactly. disabled to take advantage <laughs> exactly. of. Exactly. You know what? I retract my last comment. <laughs> <laughs> Brent tries to console him by saying that you know you'll get on with uh, Neil's assistant because he's a military man. Oh yeah. And it exactly. turns out that he's again not only is he a proper assistant, he's a proper military man yeah, as well. Yeah, None yeah. of this territorial. I would love bollocks. to see Neil's assistant. Yeah, I we never do see him, do we? Actually, he must be. Uh, that, that's funny. Actually, I wonder yeah. who he is in the group. Yeah, I bet. He probably gets made redundant thinking that, about that it. That seems like one of those things where, I mean, I probably wasn't thinking this at the time, but had I was, if I was watching it new now, knowing there's going to be a series two, knowing Neil comes in, mm. you probably think, oh, that's right for comedy. Neil's got his assistant. Who's, yeah, it's who's true. A, who's, a, who's an army man, but at least for one episode, we would meet, and Gareth would meet. But they never do that. That seems like a bit of a lost opportunity. Yeah, right? almost. They've, 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 they've overlooked it. No, they forgot about it, yeah. Yeah, the talking head by David Brent's defends his actions. I'm 100% behind him. Oh, isn't that said to a bit? <laughs> because let's face it, if you're given a promotion, you're not going to, you know, look a gift horse in the mouth, are you? Well, no. Just yeah. out of loyalty to your, you know, you're not going to say, oh yeah, don't give me the money, don't give me the promotion. 
you know, because my you know team will keep getting made redundant. And he's absolutely wouldn't. right. Anyone, any other one of them in his position would have taken the job. I mean, you kind exactly. of you, you have just got a. I mean, this this might just be my philosophy on life coming out, but you have just kind of got to look up, look after number one. It's it's dog eat dog. Any any one of them would have done the same thing. And in thirty years, when he's retired and looking back, he's not he's. He would if he did take the job. He might have regretted it. He, he's not gonna. He's not gonna look back and think, oh, "I'm glad I I didn't take the no, job yeah. because those employees who probably all left and went their separate ways a couple of years later anyway were happy about it." For me, this is almost evidence to stitch up corner that he isn't an incompetent and actually he does know what he's doing because actually yeah. he is there for a career. He's not there really to be the the funny man. That's just a method to his madness. Yeah, yeah. I think he kind of breaks the character that he puts forward to his office, which is the chilled out entertainer. He breaks that character and says, actually, this is a business. I'm here yeah. to run a business. I'm here to motivate my staff and all that mucking around. That's what you see. But actually, of course, I'm going to take the job because I'm a, this is my career. So he's, yeah. not, he's not trying to, I don't know. It's like the first time you actually see behind that. And it might just be, yeah, it's convenient for him to say that because he's got a job and he can just abandon everybody. But ultimately, he is a manager. And it's almost sort of profound and realistic. And then he gets out that massive check. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got his little face poking over the top with his yeah, nose. Yeah. <laughs> Why has he just got that check sitting randomly next to him, though? I never really got it's probably that. probably just hanging around his office. Just in case. Thought, you know, like, uh, just in case. Like, anyone, anyone, that paper magazine. Yeah. <laughs> I, suspect, I suspect that the, the, the value on this check is going to be a question. It might be. <laughs> it might well be. <laughs> just saying it. It might well be. Oh, I'm not going to say the number though, just in case. But I, 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 in that I, case, I, I don't know. What it I is. feel like we're in sync, Danny. If that is look at his yeah. face. Look at his little face. I love it. As we keep saying, we do not get any money for this. Oh, they see all these other podcasts making money left, right, and centre. So we have to have our own sponsors that come in, especially to do the show. And here's one of them. What sort of bunts productions presents foregone conclusion 1989 winter tour This winter head on down the free love freeway and see the boys in action for their homecoming show at the Slough Aerodrome Slough's a big place, but if you can't make it don't look upon it as the end of your chances to see the band They will also be appearing at the Old Mill Reading on January 16th the Engine Room's Aldershot on January 18th. Back Room at the Gardeners, Bracknell, January 23rd. The Horse and Carriage Didcot, January 24th. The Lead Mill, Yately, February 12th. Anne Berlin's Winnersh, February 14th. Tap and Tin Tableau, February 18th. And finally at the Own Boss Arms, Burfield, February 22nd. Yellow, brown, black or white, Come on down and enjoy the fun with support from a little known Scottish outfit called Texas. For tickets, call 0800 324 243 now. Tickets available at What Sort of Buns Productions box office and other licensed associated retailers. Non refundable terms and conditions apply. So now, second half of the episode, we've got the party. Yeah, so we come straight back in with Big Keith behind the decks saying. It's the end of financial year and spirits are in the sky and yep. we're in straight into the end of financial year party. We've got David coming in to walk in on sunshine and he comes blazing in like a whirling dervish, putting his hand on people's shoulders and tapping people on the back and he's and so it's happy. Worth mentioning that at this point all we've seen is people looking miserable because yeah. of the announcement. Well, that's why it's such a brilliant contrast because we don't even know that he's not been got, he's not, he's, he's been failed, he's yeah, failed yeah, the medical. Yeah, yeah. So we think he's still this, this oblivious David. Yeah. 
And uh, of course, the, the look that he gets from, is it Joan or J June? I forget, yeah, the cleaner. Joan, Joan the cleaner. Oh man, yeah. if looks could kill, she's yeah. just staring <laughs> absolute daggers at him. So he goes up, gets the mic, nice graceful cut of the music by Keith. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he starts to go on and he talks about the raffle and he says, you know, winter printer, something I bloody love. Yeah. He announces that uh, Ricky's leaving. Yeah. So actually, I've yeah. a couple of episodes when I said that I... Bit, he's I, a temp, but I thought he's not that he'd be around in series two because he's announced. He's yeah, he's off to yeah, pursue his like, career. He's, he's not even a permanent member of the staff. Yeah. So anyway, this he, he's doing this speech and he's talking about the printer and he's saying good luck to Ricky and obviously he's got the hardest audience in the world at this point. And uh, he then goes on to say that you know I went to the corporate and that's when I told him to shove the job up their asses. And, so everyone, and to be fair, apart from Malcolm, everyone buys it. No, but at mean? first, if there's an awkward silence, I don't think anyone really understands. No, 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 what, yeah, they go what, silent. What ramifications of and then Malcolm's is. like, so you're staying, basically. Come on, David, just talk to us like we're adults. You're yeah, staying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we all are. We'll incorporate Swindon. So, you know, hip, hip, hooray for David Brent. Hip, hip, hooray. It's forcing them to cheer for him, even when he's done yeah. something and even when they like, seen as, as, yeah. as, as, as a noble sacrifice. And even yeah. when they sort of lethargically start to cheer for him on, as instructed, he says, yeah, oh no, yeah, you know, yeah. come on, please stop it. Smash it nicely, yeah. So kick in there, put the record on when I do that. That's clumsy. And then we've got, uh, again, really nicely put together musical kick in with Tom Jones. Yeah, sex bomb, sex bomb. Another poignant, you know, perfect procession of songs, just like in the Nightfly episode. Well, because if you listen to the XFM podcast, obviously, you know, Ricky and Steve's first love is, is comedy, but very, very, very closely followed, if not equal, by music. Yeah. So they yeah, are yeah, absolute absolutely. connoisseurs, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, and they must have taken so much time to make sure that the playlist in these shows were absolutely perfect. Oh, I bet. Well, Gervais was the, I don't know if you know this, he was the, because um, his, his partner, Jane Fallon, yep. worked on, was a producer on the show Teachers, and Gervais, before he was David Brent, was one of his jobs was as the music supervisor for teachers so he kind of he had experience in picking uh, okay. and that I didn't know that. soundtrack as well actually so he had a per he had experience in picking the perfect songs to you know for, for tv shows mm. Stephen Merchant used to have a uh a, 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 what's not a portable DJ oh yeah uh what was it called rock and roll djs yeah yeah yeah. he was a he was a he was a yeah all um, right what's another i've got, got a quiz question for both of you then if you think it's xfm um aficionados what is the name of first of all steve merchant's two dj outfits uh, I know Pilkey's making music, yeah. <laughs> but that's not much. That's one. It? So two uh, of Steve's, please. Uh, I've already told you one, which is the rock and roll DJs. Yeah. Has he got, and there's uh, one more. There's one more. Office, I'm sorry, XFM fans are screaming it at, their, at the radios. Uh, I don't know, go on, tell me. It was called the Fantasy Island Roadshow. I never would have got that. <laughs> <laughs> just because he liked Fantasy Island. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember Pilkey's making music. But anyway, so Stephen Merchant, I mean, obviously, Ricky Gervais was a DJ as well on XFM, but Stephen Merchant is obviously just, he's attuned to making these playlists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's behind quite a lot of them. Absolutely. And, and, and Especially like these cheesy DJ, like, party songs, like yeah. in the Chasers. Well, I think it, well. he talks about it in the, in the XFM shows, again, it's about having your playlist tailored to the audience and tailored to the situation, and that's why they're so good at putting songs in in the right places in these yeah, episodes, yeah, yeah. you know, because they, they know the emotion they're going for, and they, you know, they just string it out across songs. Yep, and they've obviously got yeah, they've obviously got just got a deep kind of encyclopedic knowledge of just yeah all kinds of songs that yeah perfect perfect for me perfect for me <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so 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 the atmosphere is better now everyone's dancing the party really begins but then someone but who comes along to ruin the wow. atmosphere a bit Lee. Yeah. So we've got this moment where it's a little bit, the camera's, it's almost like the camera wasn't expecting it because there's a bit of momentary sort of 
jerking of the camera to sort yeah, of yeah. like like the cameraman's just spotted this going on and it would yeah. have been otherwise missed so he, he swings the camera around to catch it and Lee's instantly dominating uh, Tim arm around him yeah and obviously challenging him on so you asked my girlfriend out what kind of man would I be if I let that slip yeah. and it's like such a prick well the thing is is he doing it as a joke or is it kind of half I joke think, half serious he, he's doing it to show like okay I know on this occasion you know, it was like you thought I wasn't going out there, but if you ever tried anything, this is what would happen. The question is, though, how do you think Lee knew about this? Because Dawn, he's talking to Dawn beforehand. So you think Dawn's told him? Think, well, this is it. I was it, thinking do you that. Do rumours has gone all the way down to Taffy and Taffy's told him? It could be rumours. I reckon what's happened is Malcolm's told Dennis, Dennis has told Lee, Lee's challenged I mean, Dennis Dawn. Dennis is actually quite a lot. Yeah, Dennis is, yeah. Dennis, it's Malcolm and Dennis. They're the ones to watch. You reckon? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dennis the Menace. And Gareth as well, you know, he's watching his side. So and Dawn looks so, but why didn't Dawn stop Lee from doing it? Do you think Dawn's, do you think, do you think Dawn's got Dawn any control over what? But she looks <laughs> She's got no control over... <laughs> Sorry, I just <laughs> spat all over the place. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, come but, on. But if Dawn is actually really pissed off and embarrassed by Lee at this point, why does she go along... No, not go along with it, but she actually walks over to Tim with him, doesn't say a word. Yeah, no, it is weird. I, I definitely go with that. Straight. It is a bit odd, but yeah, I don't think she's got much I mean, trust. I'll just chalk it up to her. She still doesn't really know where she's standing also, to after she knows, the whole old asking out thing. It's just been, it's just so awkward. But also she knows Lee. She knows that actually ego is, ego wins here. Yeah. Regardless of what she says, regardless she of what she thinks, regardless of how she, she feels, he is going to say it because frankly, she's a secondary issue here. He's yeah. talking about his ego and what sort of a man he would be if he let that slip. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's got nothing to do with Dawn really. So Gareth and this girl, this this is great because obviously at the very beginning we've got Gareth saying, "Oh yeah, I don't do sloppy seconds," and Tim saying, "That's what puts her out of your league." But he's genuinely quite successful here with this girl, and it <laughs> blows my mind a little bit. I don't know quite how he's he, managed that. He, after Finchie, is the most successful with women in the show. No, with, Ricky, Ricky. Okay, well we've only seen Ricky get off with one. Well, that's true. We've seen now we've seen Gareth get off with two. Well, at well, least two, maybe Ricky. three, technically, if you count Paul. <laughs> 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 oh. But yeah, he kind of just uh, he kind of just floats through life, doesn't he? And then kind of just uh, he's obviously got yeah, he's a soldier to crown, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's a to crown, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I guess he's just got that kind of he's so unself-aware, unlike Tim, who's just constantly like most of us wrapped up in his own thoughts. He's, he's so self-aware. But yeah, so Gareth does well with this girl. And, yeah. Uh, Why wouldn't he? But then. In the so does he? Do we see him so dancing? He's, with her yeah, no, no. He so he's her? he's dancing with her, but he's not dancing. He's showing her like moves in the in the in the Just dance floor. Steps tragically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like how to take someone down, and I, I assume it's push push their nose and pierce their brain. That that yeah, old yeah, added, that, that old yeah, thing. That old one, so he's yeah. doing that, and accidentally he flips her onto <laughs> the, the floor, <laughs> and he throws her on the ground, and then really sheepishly like pops his head up into the shot and yeah. looks around to see if anyone knows. That's gonna be my question with it, because and then and then you and then you. Watching it, you think, oh, right, he's fucked that one up. Yeah. Like, we see her some slow dance. And then at the end, yeah, he's rubbing, her, bread, rubbing her braids like and said, that. Just blustering through life with no, with no self-awareness, which, um, it's, so, so every now and then, he'll just get lucky, won't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A fair play to him. Fair play to him, yeah. So then the next thing we've got is... Um, Ricky and uh, Donna coming over to yeah. David to actually, fair play, I'll extend the olive branch and say, do you know what, David, fair play, mate. You've done a good job there, done a good deed. Yeah. And David, again, he kind of, this is that neurotic sexual thing that he's got yeah. where he can't really let them have it. Yeah. And he says, I prefer your respect individually. He kind of, he resents them both a little bit. 
Yeah. So you can't, you, can't, you can't let it go, really. Does he resent Ricky or Donna? Neither. Next. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the end of that one, then. So, um, well, and, then, and that's when we see Dennis sitting with... Uh, and they probably did oral. Yeah, and they probably did oral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gareth just and then they both just sink their pints, don't they? And yeah. Davis left there thinking, oh, fuck, yeah, they probably did do oral. But that scene yeah. is obviously just intended as a little swan song for Ricky and Donna. Cause yeah, we off you go. Again. That's it, yeah, yeah, that's good. Bye-bye, Ricky and Donna. Just yeah. spoiler alert. Thanks for all the laughs. That's it, they're gone. It's pretty obvious. I knew when I was watching it for the first time and I knew they were never coming back. Ricky with his uh, big old sideburns. Yeah. Follow, follow his career. So there's a, the next scene I think is really telling. Again, now again, I make no apologies for my feelings about Malcolm, but oh yeah, so here we This go, yeah. next shot, right now, it, it, the shot is really weird how it starts because actually it sh starts with a door opening and yeah. they're sort of the camera is following Malcolm into a hallway of all places, a completely yeah, seemingly random place. Toilets. Yeah, the hallway outside the toilets, a seemingly random place to have a scene, and then David pops out of the toilets and Malcolm jumps on him and says, right. So they offered you the job, did they? Now, I think Malcolm has ambushed David here. He said yeah. to the cameras, come with me. I want to try and unpick something here. And he's, he's cornered him on the way out of the toilets and starts dropping him in the Spanish Inquisition. Well, I hadn't thought about this until you, just before we started recording, showed me the clip back on Netflix. And actually, yeah, it is kind of... They're following him in there. Why yeah. else would they be following Malcolm? Exactly. He knows he's getting made redundant, whatever he does. So he, he's, he's accepted his fate. So he's just thinking, right, let's embarrass David Brent. Let's go out with a bang. So you yeah. failed high blood pressure in order to fail a medical. <laughs> yeah. Such a sneaky little shit, isn't he? But credit to Brent, he won't let it go, will he? he no, just, he 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 doesn't admit to it. Oh no! Like, oh, and he winks, and then he oh, just oh, no. goes off dancing and like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. This is further evidence. This is actually quite dark, though, because if David Brent's got high blood pressure, to me that maybe suggests that he's got an alcohol problem, because that that's what drinking too much alcohol causes, isn't it? High blood pressure. What I've also thought was quite dark is the fact that so. Brent, obviously, after he'd been given this job opportunity, this promotion, this job of a lifetime, which obviously is his dream job, right? Mm. UK manager. Yeah, I'd to, say so. He yeah. just gets to float around, lording it over everyone, which is what Neil does in series two. Yeah. Presumably, at some point between then and the party, so like, there's like an hour gap between the when the boy out there and the party, going yeah. down to the party, he's been on a conference call or something, and he's been told, sorry, mate, you can't have the job. Yeah. He still comes into the party, shaking everyone's hand, doing his little speech. Well, cause he's got the job up her asses. He he's such a sad, tragic man. If you think about it this way, yeah, no, it's true. Tom, he's lost his job. He must be gutted inside. His world must have been crumbling. He had that job in his reach. It's been taken away from him. But he's still got to pick himself up. You know, that's pop, so true. Pop I didn't that, even pop, think pop about that. that brave face. And even now, when Malcolm's confronting him about it, it's only like a couple of hours. And removed. he's poking. He's, yeah, he's he's, he's got salt in the wound, really, yeah. isn't he, Malcolm? It's, it's only a couple of hours removed from him having this job opportunity yet taken away from him. Gareth, Malcolm is really kind of rubbing in on him, and Brent still kind of putting on a brave face, saying, "Oh no." Which is interesting because actually it's almost like he felt that he has to accept the job because of his ego. But actually, in reality, he'd much rather be popular because actually, as much as I think about it, my point is no, I know, I get it. No, I don't think he's that guy. I think he sees the bright side. I think he just thinks, well, all right, so I don't get the big job and the extra money, but. I get to stay with this no lot. I don't have to go move to Swindon. Yeah, but think about it. But well. think about it beyond yeah. that. What an amazing story he's got. Not only he gets to be the noble guy. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I'm, no every wife, cloud. He's no, well, I, <laughs> he's got no wife. He's got no kids. Why does he need a few extra? Well, money? I he doesn't really, does he? But he, I imagine he probably he's... prefers being a noble guy and popular than yeah. making a few extra grand a year. He probably genuinely actually does. And I imagine that he's made himself feel better thinking that. Yeah. Like, inside, yeah. he must be thinking how gutted he must be. He hasn't even had like a day to reflect on it. I hadn't even thought about that. Or so to kind of just go right. That shit, I'm gutted now. I've just been told this. Not only has he been told he has a job, he's probably just found out he's got high blood pressure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> he's also said, I, I won't say out for a few extra grand a year. He has to highlight that to himself. Yeah. He just turns yeah. up, it's only a few extra grand a year. Yeah. Fuck it. 
So anyway, talking of a few extra <laughs> yes. grand a year. Oh, Tim. Well, yeah, exactly. We've got this really. I mean, oh, this is. Tim. And this is. This is. Why? Tragedy, Why? isn't it? Really. And this, yes. this, is, this is one of those the few scenes of the show where it's not played for laughs. Yeah. It's literally, it's all just. And the music. I can't remember the song, Danny. I'm not in love. I'm not in love. Tennessee. Tennessee. And it's yeah. just. And, then, and and obviously they've got the whole bit of dialogue with him and Dawn. And it starts off with them sitting next to each other, not we'll saying a word. In the autumn. So finally, Dawn comes over to Tim to kind of extend an olive branch, yeah. right? And this would be, this would have been the first scene that kind of broke the awkwardness, and maybe they were going to start to rebuild their relationship. Dawn asking Tim when he's going to kind of, you know, when, when are you leaving me? Well, yeah, when you leave me, yeah, yeah, to try to kind of like uh, build some kind of like rapport back up. But then Tim drops the bombshell to her that, oh, I'm not actually leaving. Actually, it might, it, it might not be for a while because. Brent has offered him the role of senior sales clerk. Oh. He's going to make an extra £500 a year. And, you know, in a couple of years, he might even be... £500 a year. Yeah, I know. For the that sake of selling your no. dreams. And, well, but yeah. this is maybe it's what reality is like, actually. You wouldn't do you know even know notice it, would you, £500 a year? Well, dreaming is one thing, but do you mean what I mean? To be able to sell out your dreams of becoming a psychiatrist or psychologist, I forget, um, for the sake of 500 quid a year and yeah. the promise of being a senior... Or, or of being in David's position. It's just... It's so tragic, isn't it? But it's, it's, it's the conundrum that almost all of us have to face at some point. Where he was just he's he was made to feel a bit special in the shit job that he doesn't want. Obviously, he was told, "Oh no, no, please, Tim, stick around. We'll give you an extra five hundred pounds a year." He's so insecure about and scared to leave the job, leave the safety net. That just that little olive branch of like, oh, you know, oh, we do really want you to stick around, Tim. Here, five hundred extra quid a year. He's if, like, oh, yeah, and don't like forget, they need me. They need it's me. It's like the same pooch show. Every man had his price. I judge you all to be five hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit more sinister. That but, scene though. But, 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 but yeah, Tim's is only five hundred pound a year apparently. Yeah. So he's even cheaper than Jeremy. But he's and, and and what it is is we've seen him earlier on in the party watching, gazing across the dance floor at. Lee and Dawn dancing with each other and he's obviously thought there's no point in me leaving what am I leaving for if I can't leave with her what am I what, there's no point in going that's no way to live either well obviously not but I mean he's so I think mean, he's just been crushed like this, these the last few weeks with his awkwardness with Dawn I think have kind of like broken him down at the end of the training episode he, 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 he made a promise i.e that he was going to quit. Mm. That eventually, well, after he got this heartbreak from Dawn, and he's just been kind of, like I said last episode, he's just been keeping his head down and kind of like not really interacting with anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, yeah. don't forget that this isn't just about Tim. Dawn has been riding on his momentum in the whole of this episode, talking yeah. about how she, she's she, going to leave. And now suddenly... And Well, actually, there's a parallel between David and, and Gareth, and it's just occurred to me, actually. Obviously, Gareth's been let down because he's been clinging yeah. on to Brent. And actually, Dawn's now going to be let down because she's been clinging on to the momentum of She's of, of so Tim. disappointed she when is that to her. I mean, and we all are. She represents all yeah, of us. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we wanted, we and, wanted and it, it follows through. It fo this disappointment in Tim, it follows through into the first episode of the next series because Tim starts acting up to the new job, but it only lasts yeah. one episode, it soon fades. Yeah. But, yeah, it's funny, D D D Dawn's reaction, is, is, it's such good acting by, it's, it's the acting by Lucy Davis, it's the, it's, it's the direction, just keep keeping that just shot on her face, not showing anything else. Everyone else walks off camera, and we just have this long shot lingering on Dawn, and it's the music choice. And, what, and, and it's so good at letting us really into the inner thoughts of Dawn, where she's just so disappointed, isn't she? She's, we all are, man. She's just crushed, isn't she? Considering and how buoyant we were earlier as well, when he's talking about leaving and, and kicking on and doing something else, and it's just been ripped out from under us, and it's, yeah, it's, and she's I know how she feels. She's obviously feeling like, you know, oh, well, if Tim's not going to go, then what chance do I have? That's what it is. It's and like actually, Tim was, Tim was her kind of, um, 
it was it was it was all on Tim. If he had left, then she would have had an excuse to leave. She would have gone right. I'm going to leave then. And she's obviously mm. thinking, well, if Tim's not going to go, then what 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 chance do I have? You know, yeah. if, if Tim hasn't got the bravery to do it. And it's so sad because obviously this is the last moment in the episode, and it leaves us on that. Like I said earlier, that um, what song is it again? I'm not in love. Yeah, so so this is the last moment of the song, and it leaves us that leaves us with that song. I'm not in love, and it's the last shot of the episode before David's final talking head. Where actually, I think he comes across as very, very genuine, and actually, do you know what I mean? Just actually, not a, again, almost not played for laughs in a way. So he talks about how yeah, you say you you work for fifty years, you live retire for a few, and then that's the end of it, and you have to basically decide whether your your life was worthwhile. Yeah, and he says, well, you're dead then, so does <laughs> yeah. it matter? Does it matter? <laughs> not he for says, him, he's dead. Nah. <laughs> you grow up, you work half a century you get a golden handshake you rest a couple of years and you're dead and the only thing that makes that crazy ride worthwhile is did i enjoy it yeah what did i learn what was the point that's where i come in you've seen how i react to people i make them feel good make them think that anything's possible yeah if i make them laugh along the way sue me And I don't do it so they turn around and go, oh, thank you, David, for the opportunity. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for the laughs. I do it so one day someone will go, there goes David Brent. I must remember to thank him. I feel like saving up loads and loads of money so that when I die, this can be my epitaph. (laughs) (laughs) The whole thing. This whole quote. Yeah. Just imagine that, just inscribed on a gravestone. Just a massive, massive, like, you know. this quote. I don't know it's going to happen. 100 word inscriptions. Yeah. It will cost literally, like, 50 grand. (laughs) (laughs) The rewards will be Uh, worth it. Oh, dear. Or it could just be Danny laugh, question mark. Yeah. You know, because everyone loves a gravestone that's funny and thrifty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll just go with, I'm a vegetable now. Yeah. That's what you all want to look forward to, so. What would be the best? office quote on a gravestone that's uh, a question that is a good question yeah there's loads of office quotes to look at <laughs> it was if I'm really depressed I'll just put it was a washout all the best people didn't come <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, what would be a good one actually I'm see. see now I'll put you on the spot yeah, yeah. yeah I'll put me on the spot wanker podcast you old slag it's the Seth Meister general So that's it then. I've been made redundant from the last episode of the series. Good. Didn't want to be involved. Next? Nah, not really. I had some work commitments I couldn't worm my way out of, unfortunately. I did 60 hours last week. I know how many hours Jack, Danny and James do. They seem to forget that. Anyway, I thought I'd record this message to cheer my three fans up, because I know they're out there and they can get a bit... I'm sure the guys have got it covered, but I thought I'd help give the episode a slightly philosophical bent with a bit of philosophical Brent. One thing I noticed in this episode is how Brent's life philosophies are basically guided by his ego. He wants to appear all things to all people, so he basically has to reinvent his whole ethos on the spot. Good example of this is towards the end of the episode. When he's been given the promotion, he suddenly plays the hard-nosed corporate ladder climber. If they were in my position, they'd take the job. This is a business. Then, of course, he has to do a total U-turn when... If Malcolm is to be believed, he fails to get the job due to high blood pressure. Suddenly the only ego-protective move he can make is to appear the self-sacrificing man of the people again. This made me think, underneath his ego-directed decisions, who is the real David Brent? Ooh, don't you know? But perhaps we never really see the guy underneath the ego. I still like to think he's a bloody good bloke, first and foremost. It's a great series finale, this. 
it made me realise how each episode is highly relevant and moves the plot along so well and manoeuvres us into a position to see Brant face his biggest ego challenge yet in the form of the, at this point, elusive Neil, who, much like Finch here at the beginning of the first series, is introduced in conversation before we actually properly meet him, so we get a chance to imagine the kind of character he is before we actually see him. So anyway, sorry I couldn't contribute properly to this episode. I've just come from a meeting with Wern and Blog head office, where they officially offered me the job as part-time contributor due to work commitments. As you know, this will mean I won't really be involved in the podcast anymore. So that's why I told them to shove their job up their asses. I'll incorporate a better work-life balance. I'll be back for the second series. Let's rock! No apologies is necessary. Let's go on with the quiz. But... All right, you guys ready for this quiz? Right, right. So we are about to go live. It's nine o'clock. So good evening everyone. As those of you that follow quiz regularly may well know, currently the scores are tied between Jack and James at two quizzes each. And Seth is on one, but and he's gonna stay on one because he is not playing. taking part tonight. So whoever wins tonight wins for the series. And that's why we're so it's anyway. it's all to play for. It's all to play for. And I've actually got a tiebreaker question ready in advance. So if it's a tie, it's not gonna be a you know frantically looking around in a book to get it. I know what my tiebreaker question is gonna be. And there's fifteen questions and I warn you, they are questions. fiendish. Well, the whole light's gone. Oh, right. shit. It's <laughs> terrible. Right. <laughs> I think I've broken your light, man. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. So, what are we going to do now? Uh, hang on. Well, Get it's a podcast. Light. They're not used to seeing us anyway, are they? Dev, we've got live people watching. Right, okay, guys, this is awful. Right. Turn that light on. Yeah, okay, right. We have light. They can't see our faces, though. Plug, yeah, plug, plug it in over there. Unplug it. Oh, Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About to start. Yeah, show's over. <laughs> fucking hell, we couldn't have done this worse. Right. Anyway, whatever. You, while you're doing that, I'll explain. So basically, because it's going to be the final between me and Jack, we're going to have some special guests who are going to join us for this, and we're not going to do it with buzzers this week. We're going to do it. Uh, what do you call it? Um, what was it? University challenge style. So basically, I've got a member of the public working with me, one of my friends, and so has Jack. Got someone working with him. First of all, we've got my guest, which is Chaz. Say hello, Chaz. Good evening. First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> yeah. Where are you from, Chaz? Slough. <laughs> <laughs> He's not really from Slough. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> right, okay, uh, so our second guest on my team is Ollie. Hello, Ollie. Hello, how you doing? I'm doing good. And Ollie, actually, for the fans, is the composer of our theme tune. Yeah. So. I love everything about it. The music, the <laughs> yeah. soundtrack, the quotes. Brilliant. <laughs> so, everyone, yeah, big hand for Ollie. Okay, and Chaz. And Chaz, yeah, 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 yeah. Ollie did the music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, Chaz, what's yeah. Chaz ever done? Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, don't yeah. say anything. Smash you in nicely, you know. Come on then, let's, let's, yeah. let's, know. let's Clumsy. Get, on, get on with the quiz. Clumsy, yeah, let's get on with the quiz. Right, so 15, 15, yeah, that's why they're here on Friday night, nine o'clock doing that. Right, come on. Okay, right. Get on with it. Let's finally get on with the quiz. Get on with it. So what's the rule? How's this going to work? The rules is the same as they are every week. No, 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 we haven't got buzzers. Okay, I'm going to ask the question and... You're going to answer it. Brilliant. No, 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 right. The point is, you are going to ask the question of one pair, and then we will try to answer it, and then if we can't, then Jack and his team get the chance to steal. Question right. number one, right? right. Hang on, hold on. So this is me and Chaz now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I Everyone, want you and Chaz first. It's James and, and Chaz. James and Chaz, and then all right, all right. next time we will automate it. Right. Okay. Question number one. How tall is Anton? 
And then remember, it could be an advantage to go second because you've got a massive That's tactical advantage. Jazz, what do you reckon? How tall is Anton? Okay, it's it's three foot something. I'm sorry, I think three foot two or three foot four. Yeah, I'm happy to go with that. I would probably say three foot two. Oh, uh, uh, that's wrong. So, can we go over uh, to Jack's are we, team? Are we allowed to confer? You are, yeah. Right, so, Ollie, what do you think? I think I know what I... I think three foot four. Three foot four is what I was going to say. Correct. Oh, fuck, Charles. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> sorry, Charles. Sorry, sorry. Fuck you, That is one point to Team Jack. All right. Right, question yeah, number two. <laughs> and Jack goes first this time. Right. How tall is Ronnie Corbett? Ollie? He's five foot. Five foot? No, hold on, hold on. I'm just trying to think of a context. All these questions are going to be about height. <laughs> <laughs> I guess five foot. Oh, they they don't say it, do they? Ollie they do. He does Ollie actually say it. He does actually say it. I'm not even sure it's correct, but what? What? Okay, what's what height do they say are, Ronnie Corbett? Are you saying exactly five foot, Ollie? Well, I think it is. I don't know. I, the, the, I think he goes. Ronnie's five foot. Anton's three foot four. Doesn't he, yeah, doesn't I, should, I, should, I, should, I should clarify. I want to know what height he is according to the guy in the show, yeah, not yeah, what yeah. height Ronnie Corbett actually you, you is. Do, I'm do not going into that. Do we not think he gets more specific? <laughs> should we just say five foot? Or no, was, rather. I don't know, mate. I don't know. You're the, you're the main man. But I'm tempted to say another thing, but I don't want to. Right, so Ollie, I'm going to overrule you here, but I mean, if I'm wrong, then I'm sorry, okay? Five, foot, five foot two. Incorrect. <laughs> All right, Chaz. We're going over to James. Do what do you think, Chaz? I think Ollie's right. Uh, I was going to say five foot two, but um, let's steal his answer this time. Yeah, it'll be all the sweeter. Five foot. Correct. Yeah. Oh, so obviously going <laughs> going a... going second seems to be the golden ticket so Well, that so was far. a washout, so we're back to square yeah, one. Brilliant. Good job. Nice <laughs> one, right. Now, number three. This, this, this is going to be quite a detailed question. You, I would need a, I need a slightly detailed answer, maybe a sentence. Mm. Okay, James, first of all, can you define a dwarf? What is a dwarf? Don't get it wrong. All right, uh, all right, Jazz. We we can confer though, right? We don't have to. Just yeah. What out. what is a dwarf? All right, Jazz. What do you reckon? Uh, the the dwarf know, has the, the, the limbs. Uh, I think head out of proportion with the rest of their body. Oh yeah, I know the ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I just, okay. I just gave everyone. Home a bit yeah. Can we just take what Chaz said there? Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, so then that's a point, James. a point to James. Right. Question number uh, four. Uh, I'll be very right, careful well. on this. So this is me and Ollie. Yeah, you and Ollie. Who does David point at to show that they're all, you know, mad and have a crazy laugh when he's showing Cam Rope around? What does he point at? And I want to know the actual thing. I don't want to know the music. Flat Eric, isn't it? Flat, yeah, Flat Eric, yeah. Yeah. You thought I was going to say Mr. Wazzo. Yeah, you, you were yeah. meant to say Mr. Wazzo. Right. That, that, was, that, was, the tra- that was the trap you were meant to walk into. All right, my turn. Okay. Turn. <laughs> Question number five. Nice um who does Malcolm give when he's ranting at David Brent about hiring Karen Roper? Who does he give an example of someone who he had to fire? So I want to know. I want to know his actual name in the show. You know what I'm talking about. So the person he's fired at the beginning of the episode, whose name? The person who's yeah, we, who's not actually Jeff. Not Jeff. Okay. What's his name? Uh, I think it's Ooh. Andy. Incorrect. Over to Jack. Oh, no, hang on. That was me conferring with Chaz. Oh, okay, okay. Oh. Right, not Andy there. Okay, well, I've just told you it's incorrect. All right. It was Alex. It was Alex. Alex, okay. (laughs) Let him have that. I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that, but... (laughs) Yeah, I'll let you have that. But that, that was cheap. Oh, no, I, I was talking to. Jazz. I was okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he can have that. Okay, have okay, that. okay, he can have that. He can have that. I know you're basically rules are all over the place. I know you're basically Chris Finch when it comes to these quizzes. So I'll let you have that. <laughs> Question number six. 
What time does Jennifer come in to tell them what's going on? What time? What time? Because he tells you what time it's going to be. I know, that's a hard one. I ain't got a clue. I know it. He, he specifically. <laughs> I don't know. Me and Chaz will have that in the future. No, no. Do, do, do you want to have a guess? Do you want to have a guess? He tells you in the episode. He tells you. He does tell you. Well, then, Chaz. Eleven thirty. Oh, not far off. But do you want to have a go, James? Take us home, Chaz. I think it's eleven. No, it's actually twelve midday. Who said I knew it? Ollie, you didn't say you knew it, did you? I knew it. I didn't. No one. You were both. You were both close. You were both in the right place. It was twelve o'clock. Obviously, no one had gone to lunch. Yet, I wonder if so anybody else knew that. I bet somebody has got all these well, questions right. Well, let's verify that. Does anyone know that? Did anyone, anyone know it's twelve o'clock? Let's have a quick look. Go, Nads. Some of it. This Tiago. What's Tiago got to say? Oh God, I can't believe we dropped the light. How embarrassing. Right, well, um, you know, you drop the light and you label a prank. That's the game. <laughs> okay, so no one got a point there. Uh, no one got a point. Carpet not, not, doesn't not, get a point. No, Stephen Hawkins football points didn't get a point. All no right. one got a point. Yeah, we should have given ourselves so, team names. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Number seven. Um, and in fact, this is so easy. I mean, it's, gonna, it's two things, but I'm only going to give you Who's one point. Two? It's two? so easy. It's to you, James. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who, who does David Brent compare Malcolm to? I want both of them for one point because it's so easy. Easy. Yeah, obviously, not one, you're going to get easy peasy. So, obviously, Jazz, this is me talking to you. I think it's Benny Hill and Kojak. That's correct. That's what we're going with. Yep, correct. Another point to James. <laughs> well, then, So, it is now 4 2 to James. So, Jack. <sighs> Running away with okay. it. Okay, number eight. <laughs> Um, to one decimal place, <laughs> what percentage of the board votes <laughs> for David Brent? <laughs> to one decimal place. Um, I'll, I'll give you half a point if you just, if you just give me the round oh, number. Ollie, do you know this? You just I do. Think it. it's 72% uh, or something like that. You're, you're, you're doing it on is the it, calculator, aren't is you? Is it 71.4? <laughs> You know what? Well, that sounds it absolutely is. Awesome. It absolutely yes! is. That is 100 points the light. Okay, it is four to James, three to Jack. Ooh, and we've asked eight close. questions. So on question nine, I'm gonna. This Who's is me. A, this is gonna be a two-part question. Who's, Who's it two? though? Well, to James first, and then I'll ask the second part to you. Right, but I'm first. Yeah. You're okay. first. Yeah. Number nine. Okay. Um, David mentions to Gareth that Neil has his own man. Yeah. So I want you to know what's the name of that man. I know this answer. Yeah, just the name. Terry something. Terry, uh, correct for James. Yes. And Jack, Dumb. for the other point, what was his rank in the army? Sergeant. No. Sergeant. Sergeant. Yeah, you're not yeah, conferring. Yeah, yeah. You should confer. Uh, so oh, sorry, what, sorry. Is that, yeah, sorry. Is that your final answer? Is that your final answer? Sergeant, yeah. Well, yeah, you seem convinced, so you go <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to get correct. Because he's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and carrying on. <laughs> I knew that. Very good, so now it's 5-4 to James. Next question is to James. So, continuing <laughs> continuing in the same sort of vein, what's Gareth's rank in a territorial army? Oh, I know. This. I know this one too. Yeah, come on, Chaz. Thoughts? The easy one. Yeah. What? If you're not sure, Chaz, I will I will answer on our behalf. Yeah, yeah. You can't find a friend. Give the impression. Lieutenant, sir. Lieutenant, <laughs> sir. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> no bonus marks for the impression, though. I might get any so, like that. So it's now six to James, four to Jack, and its action is on Jack. Question them now. I'm fortunately, Jack. This is a very difficult one. Oh, How much does David Brent raise for Mencap on his oh, giant check? I know that he knows this. Bollocks. Right. Okay. Ollie, Just have you, a guess. Ollie, do you know? I ain't got a clue. It wasn't that high. I know. I know. It's the penny. It was very underwhelming yeah. amount of money. 
Was it 250? No, okay, right. Achingly close. 340. 340 pounds. Do you know what? So to the penny was no pennies? (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That still counts. No, because you you putting that bloody to the penny in my head. I was thinking, right, how many pennies is it? Is that right, Danny? Is that right? I believe it was actually 304. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. Fuck beans. Oh, shit. Oh, that was oh, shit. Yeah. No. Genuinely thought that was 340. Screw you. Can I well, screw you? 304. If, if this comes down to if one point. If it comes, down to, if it comes down to the why, we'll go back on Netflix and freeze frame exactly. it. If this comes back to one point, then, yeah. we'll, then we'll, we'll, we'll do a review. Yeah, we'll right. do a review. Okay. God. So, yeah, I, I thought I saw 304. You I, had to go after, on Netflix to get you know, it. I went on Netflix <laughs> yeah. and I, I freeze framed it all the way through to find it. But it said 304. It said 304. Right. Yeah. I think the light bulb's just come off. All right, come on. Okay. Get on with it, yeah? Next question. (laughs) Right. Next question is to James, first of all. What song is on as David Brent walks into the party to a... I even mentioned this in the podcast earlier. Yeah. Chaz, are you happy for me to roll with this one, or do you know what it is, and do you want to do it? So it's when he first comes in? Yeah. Uh, Is it... Well, James, can we confer? I I think it's Spirits in the Sky. Uh, No, I'm pretty sure it's Walking on Sunshine. Oh, when he comes into the, the yeah. disco yeah, thing at the end. Yeah, when he, when he strolls in, in and then cuts the music. First walks in, he's walking on air, walking on sunshine. And uh, he rolls in and, and and then he cuts the DJ off really crudely. I'm pretty sure it's walking on uh, sunshine. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to go with that. It is indeed. But, but do you know the artist? Oh, crap. Crumbs. I'm not actually, <laughs> I'm not actually, I'm not. I'm walking on sunshine. Katrina in the way. Do you know the artist? You just said it. Katrina and the Waves. Yeah, correct, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. All right, don't keep saying it. So there you go. <laughs> it was a team effort. It was a team effort. Yeah, I've always you said that. Are, you were fucking bricking it. You were fucking bricking it. Yeah. You were that. Yeah. We're nailing okay. this way, uh, Chaz. Yeah, it's, so it's seven now to four from Jack. So Pathetic. Jack is all but out here. You know, he's up shit creek. He needs a paddle. Come on, Ollie. Next question. Number 13, Jack. Yeah, go on. And I know you don't know the answer. Is there well. any way, can I just ask, with this 15 question, there's literally no way I can win this back, is there? Yeah, well, could still be fun. Could be a draw. Yeah. So, no, it could, it could still be a draw, and you could win on the tie break. Okay, but on. I know you're not going to win because I know you don't know the answer to the next question. <laughs> right? You should have seen what we got, Pete Gibbons. Who's Pete Gibbons? What's that a reference to? Okay. To I, be fair, the answer is not in the episode. You have to no, read no, no, around no, no, the subject know, to know, know this. I know it's not Pete Gibbons. Who is, is he? <laughs> Ollie, do you uh, do you know? Because we were talking about this when we recorded the actual podcast a couple of like an hour ago. I said yeah. it, I recognise Pete Gibbons. Do you know who Pete Gibbons is? It's, it's no, a reference... I'm just doing like, my Tim face. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a reference to, to um, you know, a certain pop bit of popular culture that was around at the time. What? No, he's a character on the show, isn't he? Oh, he's, he's a character. Somebody, isn't he? He's a character. Pete Gibbons, Pete Gibbons, Pete Gibbons. Oh. A character in another show? I think it's Monkey Allen, because you've got Gibbons. No, right? it's nothing. No. It's, it, it's His name is mentioned he's in a, another It's a episode, character from it? something. That's related to the office. Oh, is that what you're asking me? What, should, what, what is it a reference to? Who is Pete Gibbons? He's not in the program of the office. Who is it a reference to? Ricky Gervais has confirmed this. Is a reference to something. Does that matter? I mean, I'm literally not going to get. Don't it. James. If you no, well, don't, I'm, I'm I'm ball, that's cheating. Up. Okay, Danny, what's I'm going to do? I'm going to. Ollie, do you know this? I have got a clue. Okay, right. Okay, so gonna, James, I hand it to it. you. All right, Charles. Jack. Do you know? Do either of you know who Pete Gibbons is? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Hold on, hold on, one sec. I'm going to go. Is he a character from Porridge? No. I okay. Just shut up. You guys have given up, right? So, Porridge. Chaz, let's talk. What do you think? Dear me. Okay, do you reckon it's somebody who's involved in the production of the show? Mm. Uh, just like mentioning their name. What, what do you think? 
It's a good idea. I can't think of anybody I know of, though, that's in the production of the show that I can reference. Yeah, unless you have any better ideas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Should we take it to the audience? Yeah, let's throw it to the audience. Okay. So take anyone, someone we recognise. Anyone who's going to get any credit for this, who is Pete Gibbons? Uh, office space. Correct, Ed Newman. Ed he Newman. is indeed. He is indeed. Yes, the lead character from Office Space. Like that comment. A film of oh, existential yeah, dread <laughs> from 1999, yeah, which is, yeah, cool. currently not on well The done, Office. Yeah. So, yeah, well done, Ed. Yeah. And you will be at home, yeah. Okay, right. Excellent. And Dave and Ricky Gervais has confirmed that is definitely what it's referencing. Hold on. So, James has won this. Okay, what's that? But we just, it's just got live. pride. Oh, live. Just got oh, pride. Live. It's only pride to play for now. Yep. But well. the next question, James. I was getting hard. Oh, well, you, yeah. you did know my oh. whole question. So. <laughs> who, okay, who was Malcolm speaking to in HR that mentioned about the high blood pressure? Uh, uh, I think I know. Yeah, I do know this, actually, I think. What do you think, Chaz? Any thoughts? You want to rub it in? Yeah. I didn't get to the, to yep, the I believe... An H, yep. HR person. I believe it was Alan's sister, Paula. I didn't know she was Alan's sister. Assistant. But Alan's it was sister, Paula. Paula. It was Paula. Yeah. Yeah, you should yeah. get a bonus point for knowing that she's related to Monkey Alan. <laughs> Not Monkey Alan, these... Alan on the board. Oh, Alan on the board. Because you remember, Alan on the board sinks. She's Alan's sister, Paula. Ah. That's mental. How do I remember that sort of stuff, but I can't remember, like, you know, the shopping on the way home and shit like that? <laughs> Genuinely, I don't know where, like, in the recesses of my brain that this stuff gets held. Right, so, okay, final genuinely question. unhealthy. Final question. James has won the quiz in the series. Well done, Chaz. So, yeah. Smashed it. But, but the last question, just purely for pride here. How much extra does Tim get on being senior sales clerk? Should we take together? 500, 500 a year. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Final score is eight to James, five to Jack. Right. And that concludes our quizzes yes. for series one. And that's the real quiz. That's the real quiz. Yeah. Brilliant. Ollie, you're a bloody waste of space. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Chaz is a bloody good rep. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, so right. I think um, basically this has kind of rounded off this quiz for today and it's also rounded off the episode for today. Yeah. Um, so between breaking lights and smashing the quiz, we've basically finished our first series of Wern and Blog The Office. Yeah, seems that way, yeah. Do you know what, actually, while these two are on the phone, we could maybe just say to them what are their thoughts or... Oh yeah, so okay, so we got, it, right? we got we got Ollie and Chaz. So we're at the end of series one now. We've been you and me, James, have been trying to watch it back, pretending that series two didn't happen. Yeah. We're at the end of series one now. If you hadn't didn't, didn't know about series uh, two, what would be your predictions for what would happen in it's series really good one, two? Yeah. It's almost a perfect ending without a series two, isn't it? Because yeah. obviously this could end quite legitimately now, and actually it's that. You know, in normally in films, the good guy wins. Whereas in yeah. this, the bad guy's won. We've had this real tragic ending with Tim where actually he's been consumed by working life and he's yeah, yeah. just given up on his dreams and everything. He's now resided to being basically Tim, which will one day be David Brent. Yeah. So it could be comfortably left there. But if it was to go to series two, I definitely, as we mentioned earlier, would have brought back the Gareth's equivalent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, From yeah, Neil's yeah. assistant to that's a, that, that seems like watching it, but I've never thought about it before. But that, that, that does, that, that as does... I was explained earlier, that doesn't make sense because if he plans to get rid of Gareth and then the scenario's flipped, yeah, no. well, you then can Neil's always, not going to bring his if, man. If you write it cleverly enough, you can always explain those kinds of things away. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely think that not bringing in this character of Terry, who's Neil's, Neil's uh, Gareth equivalent, does yeah. seem like a bit of a wasted opportunity. I was also thinking, watching it back, you could be forgiven for thinking that Tim is going to carry on his um, turn into Brent, almost. Mm. Like, he's he's been showing these little Brentish uh, 
personality traits. But it seems the last one that, episode. Yeah, it's the last one episode, maybe. I can't even really remember, but you would think that maybe in yeah. Series 2 they were they're going to build that a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, uh, I mean, obviously we can all assume that Neil's going to be coming in. They've built up Neil so much now. Yeah, we've, we've, we've got to see. We've got to see him in series two. To be fair, it's hard to put eyes on what episode two, series two could have been, knowing what well, you that, know. Yeah, it's hard, yeah, isn't yeah. it? What do you guys think on on the phone? Would, would what would have been an, a, a direction for series two if you were just talking? If you hadn't, if you didn't know series two existed, right? Well, that that comment about um, uh, Neil having a kind of sidekick uh, that was mentioned in this episode, which I'd completely forgotten. I think that would have been a brilliant way to go, actually. Yeah, imagine if Gareth met that guy. Oh, not he, only that, and he's yeah. real army. And this guy's, yeah, exactly, he's from the proper army. Yeah. He's several ranks Gareth Senior. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we were, it's genuinely like a missed opportunity, isn't it, to yeah, have that almost. character. Maybe that would have been so sitcom-y, though. Yeah, I that's true. They could have got away with it. And obviously the, the focus would have drifted from Brent and his conflict yeah. if, it, if they'd done that. So maybe there was an educated decision to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, 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 rom- the romantic threads through this series was an obvious... An obvious uh, way, way to go, but I think it was that was one of the things that was done very well. Yeah, giving did, giving is, him a romantic interest that's not Dawn. Yeah, that's so a, true. Was yeah, a great was was such a perfect. I mean, again, very sitcommy bit. They really oh, they won't they kind of yeah thing. exactly yeah yeah like so I mean because yeah now it's too easy now for Dawn and Tim to kind of get together because all she's got to do is realise he's an asshole, but to bring in someone else that's mm. in Dawn's way now because I think I mean I. I'll have to watch back series two now that we're going to record it. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if I realise now that the kind of the focus shifts because in series one, the onus is always on Tim. Like it's Tim's story and Dawn, like we said, we don't even see her talking heads really. No, so not at all. She's had two of this whole series. Tim is, Tim is the character who's in love with Dawn. But I think, I bet in series two, I'll realise that it's kind of shift and it goes more into Dawn's Being balance. Being in love with and Tim. And she's jealous of, of uh, what's yeah, her yeah. face, Rachel. It's so, a good yeah. contrast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. I, I'm, I'm, so I'm looking forward to watching Series 2 back. So we want to have a big shout out as well, by the way, to everybody that's listened and downloaded. I mean, we're genuinely blown away by some of the feedback we've had and the comments have been amazing. And the fact that we're getting sort of acknowledged and liked and followed by some of this cast as well, it, genuinely, yeah, yeah. I'm starstruck. When I mean, I when we Twitter. started it, it was just you saying, we, yeah, you just saying, should we, should we give it a go? Yeah. I, mean, I never thought it would be in the top 10 of iTunes. I didn't think we'd have so many followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm genuinely, I can't wait for Series 2. And, and also, we're going to take a little break before we come back for Series 2. So um, just a heads up on that. We'll post a message um, with, the, with the exact dates on the Wernham blog Facebook page and on Twitter. But it will probably be end of October, beginning of November that we're back, right? So we're going yes. to take a short break. But we will keep you updated on the Facebook page and the Twitter. Yeah, and ultimately page. it's up to you guys. If you want to hear us do a special on something, let us know and we'll do one. Yeah, okay. Well, so, that, that kind of came out wrong. We won't, well, <laughs> we'll do an episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, so thank you so in, much in, for in, listening to Series 1. It's been, it's been bigger than we could imagine. And Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to wherever always. you've heard this podcast. If you know somebody that likes The Office, pop this post, podcast under their nose, send them a link, send them a tweet, whatever. And, yeah, uh, keep sharing, definitely keep yeah. sharing. We've had a good spread the word, yeah, spread like the disciples. Word. I think there's been a rate up there. We've done that one. Oh, we done we that can't one. do that. You oh. needed, wasn't there another one you were going to wrap this up with? You grow up, you record a series of podcasts, you get a golden handshake, you rest a couple of episodes, and then the whole thing's dead. And the only thing that made that crazy ride worthwhile was, did I enjoy it? What did I learn? What was the point? That's where I come in. You've seen how I react to people. I make them feel good. Make them laugh. You know, make them think that anything's possible. If I make them laugh along the way, sue me. I don't do it so they'll turn around and go, oh, thank you, Danny, for the opportunity. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for the amazing podcast quotes. Thank you for the laughs. No, 
I do it so one day someone will go, there goes Wernham Blog. I must remember to thank them.